But we're so glad to be here, so glad for everyone that's here today. Romans chapter 12 and verse uh, 1 says, uh, I, believe, I be, beseech ye, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye pre- you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Tells us not to be conformed in this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to bring your t- uh, attention back to that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. So I want to preach to you an acceptable sacrifice this morning. Amen. So why don't you clap your hands one more time. You may be seated. Amen. The offering of sacrifices has been around for a long time. They began in the garden with Adam and Eve. We know something had to die there. The coats were made of skin. We're not told what kind of animal it was, but this was a sacrifice for an atonement of sin. These, uh, these things have to be acceptable unto God. And as we go on through the book of Genesis, which means the beginning In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 4, it talks about the faith of Abel offering up to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by his being dead yet speaketh. I always thought that for some reason that Cain's sacrifice was not acceptable simply because he didn't offer anything with blood. But then as I looked at the Old Testament, they had, they had sacrifices of meal and oil and other things. So that was not the reason. I think Cain sacrificed to God what he wanted him to have and how he wanted him to have it. We must be careful that if God wants to have it one way, we need to give it God his way and not do it our way. I mean, if God says he wants to have that sacrifice cut there and cut there. You cannot shortcut a long term or give God what you want him to have. You have to give what he has specified in the book and then it becomes an acceptable sacrifice. Anybody say amen. amen. The acceptableness of God is something that we're reaching for. Psalms 24 and 6. I will freely, I will freely sacrifice in the God. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. Today, we're not offering animal sacrifices as they did in the Old Testament. But sometimes our sacrifices is simply the sacrifices of praise. It could be the sacrifices of thanksgiving. You say, how is praise and thanksgiving an acceptable sacrifice for God? Because not every time we come into this building do we feel like being here. And sometimes it don't feel like you got anything to thank God about. But if you stop and you take a moment, you'll find that we've got a lot to be thankful for. As a matter of fact, in the, in, back in, the, in 2020, when we had people dying and a lot of people in the, in the hospital from COVID, I got up one Sunday morning and I said, it is time that we began to thank the Lord. And the place just went silent. Oh, we're in the middle of a viral. People are dying. No better time to give God praise. Uh, No better time to give God glory. 
in the middle, come on, in the, anybody can praise God when it's going good. But when you're praising God and everything looks like it's going bad, that's a sacrifice. And he says the sacrifice is the fruit of our lips, praising his name. I wonder right now if you could slip your hand up and say, hey, I've got a lot to be thankful for today. I'm going to go, I'm going to offer up God the sacrifice of my praise. I thank you for good health. I thank you for a good job. I thank you for a good family. I th- Come on, somebody. You've got something to be thankful for today. I'm still living. I'm still here. Come on. The devil tried to trick me, but I'm still here. He thought he had me, but Jesus came and grabbed me. This is a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of your thanksgiving unto the Lord. Somebody shout amen. So we have to offer them up freely unto the Lord, for God is good. How many believe you serve a good God? We used to sing songs like, I, I know God is good, you know, I... God is a good God. Yes, he is. We, we just sang that about 50,000 choruses. You know, they didn't have no version. God is a good God. Yeah, it's singing so fast you can't even sing it. You, you try to clap, you clap your fingers off. You can't dance to it. I think we need to bring back some of that stuff. Because when you start thinking that and singing like, My God is a good God. Yes, he is. You start believing yourself. All of a sudden, that depression starts to get out. Oh, come on, somebody. That's, that frown turns upside down and becomes a smile because you begin to remember, he picked me up. He turned me around. He's setting my feet on solid ground. God is a good God. I'm still living. I still got breath. I still got strength. I, st- I don't know you, but I have nothing to complain about. God has been good to me. Amen. Today we are not offering animal sacrifices as they did in the Old Testament. Again, our sacrifices are sometimes the, the sacrifice of thanksgiving, the sacrifice of praise, the sacrifices when, when you don't feel like getting up, you get up anyway. When your body says, just lay here, they'll never miss you in church. We may not miss you in church, but God will miss you being here. And sometimes just getting up out of bed. After you don't work all the week and you don't have nothing, you just, you just, ah. But once you get going on the freeway, and then once you get on the, on the grounds, something begins to happen. And then when you get into the house of the Lord and the music stops, you, know, so you get a little pep in your step. And now I'm glad, I was glad when they said it to me. Amen. And you start moving around, and that is the sacrifice, amen, of praise. So I'm preaching here in a determined fashion to let you know, it, 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 even when we're singing, if it's coming out of your heart, it is the sacrifice of praise. Psalms 107 and 22, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving, declaring this work with rejoicing. As I said, in Merced, I said, I, I'm tired of the complaining. Because all we did with 2020 was complain. Oh, God, I'm tired of the virus. Ah, it's like, thought I was in kindergarten. I goes like, stop it. I know people are getting sick. I know people are dying, but stop it. Complaining is not going to change anything. But what are we supposed to do? I said, you, we have got to learn to praise God when things are not going the way we think they ought to go. 
Because in that praise, God will start to change your direction. I, I, I wish somebody helped me preach up in here. Now, you can stay down if you want to. But there's something about giving God the praises, amen, that starts to change things inside of you. And then you begin to see things a little bit different than you've seen them before. It's something about coming into the house of the Lord. Like we said, we come into the house of the Lord with, with praises on our lips and a dance and a hand clap. It changes the atmosphere. Something begins to change. Come on, somebody. The, atmo- the atmosphere begins to change. There's stuff in the Bible and Jeremiah says, not on my notes. I'll give you this one for free. It talks, so, it talks about the water coming down from the heavens like, like dew. And then it, it gives us meteorology. And it says this goes, and it goes, it, it goes down into the waters, and then it goes out to the rivers, and then it goes out in the ocean, and then it's evaporated up back into the clouds. When that cloud gets filled, it will do something. It will precipitate rain. Right? Praise is like that. Yeah. Praise and worship is like that. It's down on the earth. It goes up into the heavens. And then it collects a cloud. A glory cloud. And when that cloud gets so full of your praises going up, it starts rain. It starts raining. I wish somebody helped me. Now, you can just sit there and start getting somebody else's rain. But I don't want nobody else's rain. I want my own. I want my own cloud over. I wish somebody helped me pray. I want my own cloud. You ought to jump up and say, rain on me, Holy Ghost. I'll shut up. Come on. Somebody just rain on me, Holy Ghost. Come on. You need to get wet in it. You need to get saturated in it. You know how I know that, Pastor? Because if somebody's in the rain and everybody wants to go over there and get in their rain. No, get your own rain. Don't come over here and get wet in my rain. You got you to shower. You about, you, if you ain't got to dance, copy somebody else's dance. If you ain't got a shout, copy some, whatever you got to do, I got it rained. I got to make, come on somebody. I got to make it rain, make it rain, make it rain right here. Second Samuel, David is, had numbered the people for some reason. And Joab told him, don't do it, but he did it anyway. And so what he did is sent a plague throughout the country. 75 people died, 70,000 people died. To stop it, David bought a threshing floor, 2 Samuel 24 and 24. And the king said unto Aramni, I don't know where these cats get these names from. <coughs> Sound like some of the names of cats in the projects we couldn't even, we just call it, hey, because you cannot, you cannot feel that. Hey, you talking to me? Yeah, you right there, man. Yeah. He said, I will surely buy it for thee for a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which does cost me nothing. So David brought the, he bought the threshing for and the oxen and for 50 shekels of silver. What is it telling? Praise is going to cost you something. 
praise and thanksgiving and worship cost you something. And if it doesn't cost you, it's not worth anything. So David says, if, if I'm going to give thanks, it's going to cost me. So I got to purchase this floor. He could have just took it. He says, no, I cannot give God something that then personally costs me. And it's not talking about money as much as about giving up of me. Like I just said before, when I don't feel like it, I cannot let my flesh dictate to me what it wants to do. I have to talk to myself, look, you're not in charge here. God says, I want thanksgiving and praise. We're going to give God what it want, what he wants. And in that, what you're doing is you're, you're purchasing. That's purchasing power. When you make up your mind, I'm going to praise him anyhow. I, I, I'm going to give him glory anyhow. I don't feel like it. I have no reasons. But that's when you start, instead of looking in front of you and looking where you are, you begin to look behind you. Because when you look behind you, you understand, I got to praise him. Because I could have been dead. As a matter of fact, some of you can say, I should have been dead. But the Lord stepped into my life, right? I wish I had some, I wish I had some real witnesses. I know y'all are sanctified and chicken fried. But you, hey, I got to look back from where God had brought me from. And it's a mighty long way from where I used to be. He picked me up, uh, turned me around, set my feet on side. I wish I had a, I wish I had a witness in the house. I don't look like now what I look like then. Uh, God, come on, somebody. Anybody in this house can say he's done a work, and you got to get out and say, "Excuse me." You got to say, hey, excuse me, when I can just think about what God's done. Think where he's brought me from. Think what he's done in my life. Think how many times he's healed my body. I guess I'm different. I'm out of the projects. I died at 18 years old. The last time I remember, my soul was going out of my body. One tear came down. Said, they're going to call your mother. Tell me your eldest son died of a drug overdose. I didn't know God. I woke up. I didn't even. I was like, I'm not dead. Did I serve God then? No, I was an idiot. I didn't serve God. At least I'm. At least I'm honest about it. <clears throat> it, was, it was eight years later. But I remember now where I could have been. And I remember now where I should have been. And when I think about where I could have been and where I should have been, it ain't no problem for me to raise my hand. Because I would have been going south instead of up. Somebody help me, Prince. Can anybody in here think about a time it should have been over, but God said it ain't over until I say it's over. Anybody didn't, when the doctor says yes, God says no. I got a plan for his life. Come on, somebody. 
anybody in here been been um, delivered from drugs or alcohol or any kind of stuff that should have took you out a long time ago. But God stepped into your life and said, you can't take her. I ain't finished with them yet. If that's you, you ought to jump up on your hand. You ought to clap your feet and give God a sacrifice of prayer. Somebody shout hallelujah. Maybe, see, you, you, we don't understand because we don't understand what happens. I, I, I know it looks kindergarten. But you don't understand what happens in the spirit world when you start clapping your hands. Down here, it sounds like this. Up there, it sounds like thunder. Down there, it sounds like bombs dropping. And hell's going like, what are they doing now? Oh, they're praising again, my God. When you're dancing and stomping your feet, hell's going, quit it. We said, no, I ain't stopping. I got... We used to sing a song like this. I got to praise and I got to let it out. I got to praise. We done got so sophisticated. Amen. We got all of our new clothes on. You can't even get. You can't get wrinkled for Jesus. Do you remember when you was in the club? You didn't care what you had on. When the music started, you start, okay, I come to church and I'm going to say, I got to praise and I got to get it out. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you say about me. God has been too good. I got to bring a sacrifice of praise. Somebody shout amen. Sometimes just lifting your hands is a sacrifice. Sometimes lifting your voice is a sacrifice, especially when you don't feel like it. Worship and praise are all weapons in our arsenal. And if you don't, if you don't uh, uh, use them, then the devil's got the upper hand. He does not, want, he does not n- know what to do with the person that just won't quit. He don't know what you. He don't know what to do with you. Even if you don't clap as loud as you used to, but you're still clapping. Maybe you don't run as fast as you used to, but you're still running. Maybe you can't holler as you said, but yeah, woo, yeah. I'm gonna get it out there. I'm gonna get. I gotta praise. I gotta get it out. <clears throat> then that becomes a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of thanksgiving, a sacrifice of worship. It's pure. It's coming. God, this is what I got. This is all I got. It's like the widow in the temple. All the fat cats are coming down, dropping all kind of chains. And it sounds like, and this chick goes like, ding, 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 bang. And everybody's like, what was that? And Jesus said, leave her alone. She gave more than all of y'all. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. When you don't feel like it and you give it, that's all you got. And God will come down and bless you. He'll open up the windows of heaven over you. Come on. Y'all don't believe what I'm talking about, but I know what I'm talking about. I dare you to try it. You say, I don't feel like it. Great. Put those hands up anyhow. The door, the, 
when, when David did that, God destroyed all those enemies just by purchasing that. Here's the deal, folks. We got to kind of say, like my question to you today, did you come to worship? Now, just hold that, hold that thought. Did you come to worship? Did you come to praise? Did you leave your house with the intent? When I get there, I'm going to wear the rug off the floor. I don't even know why they bought chairs because I ain't sitting down. Huh? Or do we wait until we get here? I hope the music, I hope they sing this. And I hope that this is not a DJ club. If they don't sing your song, dance to somebody else's song. Oh, it got real quiet there. Yeah. It got real quiet, boy. If they don't play my song, I ain't, sing, I ain't dancing. You didn't do that when you was in the world. You dancing, whatever the G-J was, was spinning, that's what you was dancing to. I made up my mind. I, I, had, I, don't know, I went through this thing for about six months. I didn't feel God. didn't know what was going on. And so one night I, make, I, read a, uh, I read a script that said, I will join the God of my salvation. See, nothing about feelings. Just, I will join the God of my salvation. I said, okay. So I went to church. First move, boom. I'm, woo. I just kept going, slow stuff up. <laughs> Only time I sat down when the preacher started preaching. And my wife got home. She was so happy. She goes, oh, the Lord touched us. I said, no, he didn't. She said, what was you doing? I said, I was praising. She said, you was in the flesh. I said, excuse me? You mean you was doing all, that, all of that and you, wasn't, you didn't feel the Holy Ghost? I said, no. You was in the flesh. I said, what do I have to praise him in? I can't praise him out of the flesh. You ain't got to wait until you got a chill bumps all over your body to praise God. I wish somebody helped me. You can't. You ain't got to wait till the choir sings your favorite song. When I think of the, I mean, if it's a song, I can clap my hands, I can move my feet, I can raise my voice. I may not like the song, but I like the one they're singing it to. Somebody shout amen. I don't know the words, but I still got the tune in my feet. I'm going to give him praise. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. Somebody said sacrifice. It was in the middle of... Man, it was in... Man, it was... I can't remember now. But two of my friends had died. Eli... Hernandez and uh, Prophet George Guy had passed away. And I'm at, I'm at church and I'm praying. I said, God, I, I don't know what COVID is. I don't understand what's, what's going on. But I, it seems like you are taking prophetic voices out of the earth. Is there a reason? And God's answer was, I am sovereign. Well, wait a minute, uh, that scared me. Okay, I wasn't clapping. <clears throat> I didn't say hallelujah. 
Because the way he said it, it's like, I took them, I'll take you too. So I said, okay. I started changing my prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. I pitied every moan. And then I said, so what if we start? What do we do? He says, ask for the fire to fall. I said, excuse me? He says, ask for the fire to fall. So I called Brother Morgan. And I goes like, so he had seen a firebomb come over the United States of America and splinter. Some of them hit Florida as well. But it went down the coast of California. Hit the, it hit the central San Joaquin Valley. That's where I live. And I start praying for the fire to fall. And this is August. This is your fire month. But praying for the fire to fall and getting the fire to fall is two different things. So we have to go back to Elijah. What caused the fire to fall? You see everything with pray, pray, oh, the fire fall. No, 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 no. The first thing they did is built an altar. Actually, they real built the altar because the altar had been, they used that word, torn down. What means is it was unused. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming there. Sorry, I can know you. I don't want to hear this preaching, right? So if our altars are torn down, the fire cannot fall. This altar is a ceremonial altar. We come here three or four times a week, but that's not enough. We need to build some altars in our homes. You need to have a place in your house that you can call on Jesus. You need to have an altar in your home where you can give all your children. Come on, somebody, help me preach now. That's when, we, when you can pray over your wife and pray over your children. We do that every day. And we have, a, as a matter of fact, I got sick in January of 21. And they had to take me to the hospital. So the paramedics came into our prayer room because it's right off our bedroom. And they goes like, oh, man, this is a neat room. And he said, what is this? I said, this is our prayer room. And they, they start talking to one another. Like, hey, man, this dude's got a prayer room. This is, I go, hey, I'm dying over here. <laughs> I got pneumonia. I can't even breathe. I go, I'm dying. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over here. That's supposed to be putting the IV in my arm and going, like, I'm dying. Man, this is a kid. This is a nice room. I go, say, yeah, I'm dying, man. I can't breathe. When I got to the hospital, he goes, you the guy with the prayer room? I goes, but it, the news that I had a prayer room got to the hospital before I did. <laughs> oh, this is the dead guy, but he got a prayer room in his house. <laughs> they, say chair, they say prayer changes things. I don't agree. I'm sorry. Prayer touches God. God changes things. If your faith is in prayer, it's not going to get answered. Somebody say amen. Your faith has to be in God and God will give you that. Oh. Don't worry, I get in trouble in my, my, in my church like that. Uh, Pastor, are you sure? I'm, I'm positive. Trust, trust me on this. 
So we start praying for the fire to fall. And God says, the only way the fire to fall is you have to bring an acceptable sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God. In other words, he wants you. He don't want your money. He wants you. That's the most, that's the most acceptable sacrifice that you can get. When you say, God, here I am. Use me. I'll go. Here I am, Lord. I'm not the best. I'm not the worst, but I'm available. Come on, somebody. As a matter of fact, we were preaching. I'm closing. We were preaching. Oh, I'm sorry. That means piano. We are preaching in Chula Vista in California, this revival. And right in the middle of the revival, the spirit of giving broke out. So they started throwing money on the altar. Um, I was hoping that was my offering, but it wasn't. <laughs> Just kidding. And so there was a little girl that worked for the Job Corps, um, and she didn't have any money. So I watched her. As, as people were throwing dollar bills, hundreds and fifties and this and that, she came to the altar and she got on the, on the altar and she laid herself down in the middle of all of that money. And she simply said, God, I don't have money, but I give you all of me. What I'm saying to you is God doesn't necessarily want your money. The church needs that. God doesn't need that. What God wants is all of you. And if you put all of you on the altar, that becomes the acceptable sacrifice. And just like Elijah, remember what he poured out, what he needed the most, water. And when he poured that water out over the sacrifice, the fire fell from heaven. It looked up the trench and the water and the sacrifice. And everybody starts chanting, the Lord, he is God. What would happen in Eastwood? And we come up and say, God, I'm just going to give you all of me today. And I want that fire to fall on me. What a revelation would happen right here in Palm Bay. That the Lord, He is God. I would say, come on, come on, come on with me. The Lord, He is God. They start meeting Pentecostals from East Wind all over Palm Bay and wherever you're coming from. And you got that glow because you're that, you're that, you're that uh, acceptable sacrifice. And the fire of God has came on you. You're red hot with, with fervor and you're just witnessing to everybody. Where do you go to church? We go to Eastwood, uh, East Wind. They go, where is it? It's over there on em, uh, uh, Emerson, right? I'm from Alabama. I don't know nothing about y'all. Okay. And so they're falling over there. Just, uh, and every part, everywhere you go, what if you walk into Walmart, the doors open and you're burning. Everybody turns around and like, what just walked? I have that happen all the time. I can walk into place and they'll turn around and look at me like, I'm going to, yeah, it's me. That's the Holy Ghost walking in there with me.
Quit leaving. And listen, quit leaving Jesus in the church. Take him home with you. Quit leaving Jesus in the pew. Take him to Walmart with you. Take him to Costco with you. Come on, somebody. You see somebody, pray for him. Hey, I had a lady in the middle of covert in, uh, I don't even know the name of the place. It wasn't hold. It wasn't Home Depot. It was no those. It's the cheap place we always go to. Big lots. <laughs> My wife's going. I'm going. That's what you do when you're old for us. You're flipping the pages. That, that's not the day. That's not. No. <laughs> she said, are you Pastor Emory? I said, yes, I am. She says, I'm sick. I said, great. Because I know a God that can heal. So right there in Big Lots. Hello. Right there in Big Lots. I grabbed her by her big head and said, it's the... You want to shake this city up? You start praying for people. You want to shake this city up? Go from door to door and knock and say, I got what you need. I got Jesus. What you... You don't need a new wife. You don't need a new job. You don't need a new car. You need the new Holy Ghost power. And we got it right here at Eastwood. We got the farm. That's from my hillbilly days right there. We got the far fire for you, Sadidis. What would happen if we start setting fires all over this city? Everywhere we go. I have people now they're praying for people and people are getting healed. Say, are they coming to church? No. Well, why are you doing it? Because the Bible says lay home the sick and the sick shall recover. They say anything about them going to church. You see, our number one purpose is not this, it's Him. Because I'm going to tell you something one year, three years, five years later, somebody might come in the back door, come in the back door, and go, Are you a visitor? Yeah, but. Three or four years ago, I had diabetes. Somebody prayed for me. God healed me. I just, uh, and, I, and this morning I thought, you know what? I never did go give God no praise. I think I'll find out what that church is. Listen, don't look for them immediate results. Sometimes God is working behind the scenes. And you can touch one man and the whole family would come in. Now we... You can touch one little girl and the whole family come in. You can touch one wife. And, come on, somebody. Get a, get a vision of what you want God to do. I want everybody to stand and lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, loose the Holy Ghost fire in here right now. Come on, I want your hands up. Come on, come on, come on. Ask God, set me on fire. Come on, ask him right now. God, set me on fire. 
Let me take it to Walmart. Let me take it to Outback. Let me take it to Ross. Let me take it to Marshalls. Let me take it to Target. Let me take it to wherever I go. Let them see the fire burning. Because I'm a living sacrifice. Holy as, come on. I want you to lift your hands, but I want you to lift your voice. Come on, cry out unto the Lord right now, God. I got to win somebody this year. I need a Bible study to teach somebody this year. Come on, lift those hands. Open up your mouth. Don't be afraid. You'll never know what God's about to do right here in this session. God, shower down your blessings right now. I surrender all to you. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, I surrender all to you, everything, everything I give to you, holding nothing, holding nothing. Holding nothing, holding nothing, say I surrender. 